0: Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom and this is Truth in the Word on Anchor Broadcasting back to the book of Acts today, chapter nine, going to talk about the, the conversion of Saul of Tyrus, the changing of this man completely. We know that we read at the uh, the martyrdom of Stephen, how the Paul was the one that held the coats of the ones that stoned him. We know that Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisee of the tribe of Benjamin. He was going places in that particular religious uh, sect. And um, he was a zealot for what he did. Very, very zealous. Let's start reading here in Acts 9.1. Saul, yet breathing out threatening to slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into the high priest. At that particular time, uh, the high priest was, uh, I guess, could uh, issue warrants to go pick up people do whatever needed to be done, because they they threatened their their sect or their religion by preaching Jesus Christ. The main thing was that they were losing control because people were uh, leaving their venue and going over and have been converted to the belief in Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as their Messiah. That was really uh, what they was trying to wipe out. So we see here he's uttering threats. Um, he was eager to, eager to kill the Lord's followers, so he went to the high priest to get a writ. So this chapter tells us about a remarkable conversion um, that, happened to this, that happened to this man. Of course, we're going to read on the road to Damascus where he was going to pick up more Christians and do whatever needs to be done. Acts 9-2 said, And desired of him, desired of the high priest, letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of his of this way, or any that believed in Jesus Christ, back in the first century church, was, they weren't, weren't called Christians until Antioch, but uh, they were called the way, the way of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But finally, he, he says, I am the way. He said, whether they be men or women, He might bring them bound into Jerusalem. So we find out the persecution had broke out in Jerusalem, which was a furtherance of the gospel. So the church basically had to go underground. So Paul's goal, like I said, with zeal was to exterminate Christians, to shut their mouths for, from preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is what got, Stone, uh, uh, got, uh, got Stephen stoned. He went back and read pretty much the history of Israel, and, and he alluded to the fact that they had totally rejected Jesus Christ, and that made them mad. And the Bible said they even gnashed on him with their teeth. In Acts 22 and 4, which we get all the way down the road, Paul said, and I persecuted this way unto death, Binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. So, if need be, or people put to death for the cause of Christ. And we're going to find out uh, later on down the road that Paul is going to lose his life for the same cause, his belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, Acts nine, verse three says, and. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, vertical, down, coming down. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? So uh, this is, of course, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ speaking to, called him Saul, uh, spoke his name twice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Acts 9, 5 says, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus who you persecute. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks or the goads, which were sharpened, sharpened sticks that they would place around the feet of animals, and they would try to kick their chains off or their binds, then they would kick themselves against these goads, and they would they would give up and not uh, try to break free anymore. So here we we have Saul at this, but did not know him, was about to get to know him. Of course, he'd heard about him. This is why he's killing people. Acts 9, 6, and he trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city. It shall be told thee what you must do. So this man that hated the Lord Jesus, who did everything he could against him and against those that served him, now. Calls him Lord. He knew that there was something different about this voice. And he gets to know him. Acts 9, 7. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no man. This is totally a supernatural move of God, an intervention, so to speak. Acts 9, 8. And Saul rose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, in other words, he couldn't see, but they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. Acts 9.9 9 says he was there three days without sight. Neither did he eat, neither did he drink. So Paul saw at that time was blinded by the light that seemed from heaven. Completely changing this man. And you can read the New Testament, which he wrote most of it, Every epistle, he said, I am a bond servant of Jesus Christ. He said, it's not me that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. In other words, he said, I no longer belong to myself. I've come to the end of myself. I am a servant to do whatever he wants me to do. Whatever he bids me to do, bids me to go, then I will go. Whatever he bids me, he said, I will certainly do it. This man is changed forever, never to go back to what he was. Acts 9.10 says, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. This is the Lord speaking to Ananias. And the Lord said to him, Arise, go to the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tyrus. For behold, he prays. Verse 12 says, And he have seen a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. So Saul of Tyre was a brilliant young man. Brilliant, smart, set, set at one of the greatest rabbi teachers in the history of the Jewish people, which is Gamiel. Matter of fact, some commentaries say that he could have was going to take his place as far as a, a doctor, so to speak, of the law. The Spirit of God comes to another man, Ananias, and sends him over to Saul of Tyrus. This is completely organized and completely orchestrated by God. Acts 9.13 says, Then Ananias answered the Lord, I've heard by many of this man, <laughs> he wasn't too thrilled, how much evil he have done to thy saints at Jerusalem. Verse 14, And he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him in verse 15, Go thy way, who is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So God states two reasons for the calling of Solomon. First of all, he's chosen as a vessel. And first he was to bear the name of Jesus Christ. Bear his name. He bore his name even in his body with stripes and, and beating and shipwreck and vetting and all kinds of things. He said, he said, I, "He said, I'm with you with fear and with trembling. He says, not me, the Elizabeth Christ who lives even. He said, when I am weak, thou, he said, he is strong in my life. And he is to bear the name before three different groups, the Gentiles, the kings of the earth and the children of Israel. So we see Gentiles are first on the list. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. Then he was to go to kings. He will appear before uh, many kings, probably Nero himself. And we know he went before King Agrippa and and almost persuaded him to be a Christian and into the nation of Israel, which he was pretty much totally rejected. When Paul goes into the city, he always will begin in the Jewish synagogue because that's what Jesus said to do to the Jews first and then the Gentiles. Second, the Lord said he will show Saul what great things he must suffer for his namesake. And he suffered. I don't think there's anybody in history. Now there's a lot, a lot of that's been martyred, but this man totally suffered for the cause of Christ and didn't mind doing it. He said, these stripes that I bear, I bear in Jesus' name. He said, I'll I count it all but lost that I might gain Christ. In other words, as zealous he was to come against Jesus, he's just as zealous to preach his, preach his holy word because of his conversion. See, this is it takes the Holy Spirit to do these things. Praise God! Conversion always requires the Holy Ghost dealing. He's uh, of course he's very familiar with the Old Testament. He knows if, uh, he's a doctor of the law, and and the Holy Spirit, of course, was the operative. And the conversion of saul Paul heard the witness of Jesus Christ when Stephen preached before he was stoned I, I of course I don't know if it's got his attention but um, I noticed it kind of strange maybe maybe he was too up and up at that time to do it but but he just held the coach he didn't actually throw the stone so I don't know I don't know maybe the spirit of God was doing with him there I don't know acts 9 17. And Ananias went his way and entered to the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, didn't call him Saul, called him brother. So there's convergence taking place. The Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou comest have sent me, that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. He still saw of Tyrus, but now his brother Saul. of Tyres. <laughs> He is not the enemy any longer. He is the brother. He's, he, he, he's part of of the body of Christ. Acts 9:18. Immediately you notice here immediately on conversion that there's fellowship with other believers. Um uh, not only in just eating meals but in the way we see things and uh, the way we lift up Jesus what we have in common. Amen. The, the word of God uh, promotes fellowship. Uh praying always. Always adhering to the uh, uh, the doctrines of the apostles, what what they taught about about Jesus Christ, fellowship and which is uh, uh, getting along, having uh, things in common, uh, laying aside our wants and needs, so to speak, for the common good of of the church. Amen. In other words, becoming a living sacrifice before Jesus Christ. That's what He requires us to do. He said, he said, if if we let God humble us, then, then uh, in due time we'll be exalted. Acts 9 19 says, and when he had received meat, or he ate, he was strengthened. Then was saw certain days with the disciples which are at Damascus. So here we have him beginning his ministry. He didn't leave Damascus, he started right there. Acts 9 20, and straight away he preached in the synagogues that he, Jesus Christ, preached Christ in the synagogue, that he is the Son of God. Man, what a turnaround. He, a few days later, that would have never come out of his mouth. Not because of the transformation that's happened in this man's life. So he begins to witness immediately. And the Bible says he will fill the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit began to preach what he preached. Christ in the synagogues, that he is. Definitely the Son of God. The Holy Spirit anointed David able Paul to preach immediately. So the Holy Spirit come to comfort, to lead, to guide, to teach, to fill our mouths when we, when we don't know what to say, to be, to, to be the witness we need at the appropriate time. Acts 9.21 says, But all that heard him were amazed and said, It's not this he that destroyed them which called on, his, on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto chief priests. Oh, he came here to take people bound. But now he's one of them. 22. But Saul increased the more in strength. And confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus. Proving that this is very Christ. Or this is certainly Christ. Conf- confused them. He, 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 Of course, he was physically strengthened. But he spiritually and increased in spiritual strength and word and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Verse 9, 23, and it, and it starts, and it starts right off the bat. And after many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to, what? Kill him. Wow. So the one that had a part in a lot of killing now was threatening himself for the same reason he killed other people. But their laying of wait was known as Saul. And they watched the gates day and night to kill him. But they were laying in wait, And the man that was known as Saul. In other words, they, they watched for him to do him harm. 25, then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. Now, he, now he's exiled from the religious community that he, he, he so, so preached and so lifted up. It's all changed. And despite of all this suffering that began here and he always always preached christ went to his death preaching christ don't get me wrong he was in the flesh he felt i'm sure he's thinking sometime i don't know how much more of this i can take but he was committed and dedicated to the gospel he said i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation acts 9 26 and when saul was come to Jerusalem. He has swayed to join himself to the disciples. but <laughs> They're afraid of him and believe not he was a disciple. They have to, I don't know about this guy. This is the same guy that we saw holding uh, the coats of those that stone Stephen. And, and we know he just left here with, uh, with, with handwritten writs to, to, to go imprison people and kill people and persecute people in the way or those that believe in Jesus Christ. So they thought it was a strong deception on the part of Saul, and uh, he was trying just to worm his way in to uh, to get favor to, to do people harm. Acts 9.27, but Barnabas took him, now we know they become companions, and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him, and now he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Now the name Barnabas, which we hear a lot about him, was uh, his very name means son of consolation or comfort. So Barn- Barnabas becomes a uh, living sponsor for Saul. He's introducing him to the apostles, saying it's all right. So I would say they totally trusted Barnabas. So if he said he's all right, then he's all right. Acts nine twenty eight, and he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. So Paul's accepted in the assembly of Jerusalem and joins forces with the with with the church there. Okay. Now we know there's down we're gonna read in Acts fifteen, there's a council. There were some problems. Things 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 didn't always go smooth as they don't today. Acts nine, twenty-nine, he spake boldly in the name of Jesus Christ and disputed against the Grecians. But they went about to slay him. Now he's making the make of the Gentiles. Okay, so these, these are not uh, actually Greeks, they're Israelites who gave who have a Greek background. Hell on somebody they called them. That they were brought outside of Israel somewhere in the Greek world. They had been they uh, had been transplanted from 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 the root, still, still Jews. Acts 930. Which when the which when the brethren knew they brought him down to Caesarea. And he went forth to Tyrus. 31, then said the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, they were multiplied. So here we have have revival. What happened? They were edified by the gospel of Christ, walking in the fear of the Lord because of the preaching of the gospel of Christ. And they were comforted comforted in the Holy ghost and were multiplied where they grew in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. So here we're, we go into acts nine thirty two, and we're going to talk some about Peter and, and, and his ministry, Lydia, and it came to pass. This is nine 9.32, and came to pass as Peter passed throughout all quarters. He came down also to the saints, which tell Lydda. This is a town about 30 miles west of Jerusalem and uh, up close to a place called Joppa. Mm-hmm. Acts 9.33 says, and there he found a certain man named Aninus, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of palsy. 34, and Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Arise, take up thy bed. And the Bible says he rose immediately. In other words, happen right now. 35 says, all that dwelt at Lydia and Saron saw him, listen, and turned to the Lord. So one, one of the reasons for the miracles and the signs and the wonders, which I still believe they're done today, but was to turn people to God was to see the miraculous power of a God of God to transform, not a God, the God, to transform life. To transform. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No I man come unto the Father, except it be through me, Jesus said. Acts 9.36 says, And now there at Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. The woman was full of good works and alms siege, which she did. So Tabitha is an Eric Meg name and Dorcas is the Greek name. Actually both mean antelope or gazelle. The woman was engaged in social service and uh, one of her prime gifts was sewing. She she was a worker, so to speak. But God used her and and apparently she had a good spirit. She was um, uh, well-loved. Acts 9.37, It came to pass in those days she was sick and died. Whom when they had washed... They laid her in the upper chamber. In other words, they were getting her ready for burial. And uh, early Christians, they, they washed their dead out of decency and love and respect. And uh, it was a token of their firm belief in the, in the resurrection from the dead. Amen. They believed in the resurrection. We believe in the resurrection, About to celebrate that. Acts 9.38, for as, for as much as Lydia was nigh to Joppa, and disciples that heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. So apparently they'd heard some of the things that went on, probably what happened at the gate. The gate called beautiful, silver and gold, have we known, but such as we have, take up the bed and walk, and and raising this other man uh, off his deathbed. They apparently believed that Simon Peter could raise her from the dead. And they asked him, to come down and pray for her. Acts nine thirty nine. and Peter rose and went with them and he was come. They brought him into the upper chamber and all the windows stood by him, all the widows, sorry, stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. I mean, they all wore clothes as she made. She must have uh, been been quite the seamtress. They were all showing off the garments uh, and they were very poor people. In other words, they... Probably wouldn't have had any clothes, and not been for this woman. She had, she had sewn their clothes for them, and this this was her ministry. Sewing was her gift from the Holy Spirit. She she worked and helped people in that realm. It was her calling. Acts 9, 40, and Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Verse 41, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. So this is the first resurrection of the apostles from the dead. Raising somebody from the dead. Acts 9.42, and it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Acts 9.43, and it came to pass, and he tarried many days in Joppa with, with one Simon a tanner. So... Here we have um, the first part of the chapter. was speaking of Saul, who was the apostle to the Gentiles. second part was talking to Peter, who was the apostle to the Jewish nation. And uh, in chapter 10, we're going to talk about a man, another conversion of a Gentile named Cornelius. He was a Roman centurion, another miracle. Uh, this man God have been dealing with this man and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it next time so we'll see that God is a God that can change people's lives he can change lives and then and then let people grow in the grace and knowledge of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it's all about him the Bible declares when he is lifted up that all men will become drawn under him Draw them by the, by the Holy Spirit. When we point to Jesus Christ, that reference comes from them taking the brass serpent in the wilderness and lifting it up. And men would look at that brass serpent, what's a type of sin, nailed to a the cross, then, and they would be healed and delivered and set free. Seeking one may be found. He's the answer today to every problem that we have in Jesus' name. There's still power in that name, power in that blood power in his crucifixion, power in his resurrection, power in his ascension. Everything he does is for our good. Amen. If you don't know him today, call on his name. Amen. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not about a, a, a written or practiced prayer. It's about repenting. It's about making a conscious decision to turn and go in a different direction. Your sins shall be forgiven you First John 1 9 says, if we have sin, call the name Lord and he'll deliver us from that sin and also forgive that sin. Jesus Christ died for all of our sin, past, present and even future. All sin comes short of the glory of God. We all have a sin problem. Amen. And the answer is Jesus Christ. The only way to be reconciled to God the Father is through Jesus Christ, the Son. The Bible says you must believe upon him with your heart. Confess him with your mouth. He said, if you be ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. I know we've heard this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Jesus is coming soon, but it's closer now than it's ever been. The next minute it'll be closer then than it's ever been. He's coming. The Bible promises that and teaches that. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Become God conscience. Learn of Jesus Christ. Search the scriptures. He said, wherein you shall find me. And when you find me, then you'll find salvation. Amen. Till next time. God bless. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.